Welcome to A Wholeness Podcast, a healthy home for hair professionals and our clients, where health and happiness is the top priority for those within the hair industry. Serving those who serve and giving the hair industry one great big hug. Hello, I'm your host, Fliss Downs, a barber, yogi, and meditation teacher. Come on in. Before I crack on with today's episode, if you haven't done so already, please hit the follow button on Spotify or on iTunes and leave me a star rating and review. By doing this, you will be helping me reach a wider audience and get the message out there sooner rather than later. I'd also like to mention that this podcast is proudly sponsored by Earth and Soul Pizza. If you are local to or travelling through Bairnsdale, use my promo code LOVEFLISS. That's L-O-V-E-F-L-I-S-S. And get yourself a free large pizza when you buy one. With locally sourced produce and food exceptionally made by the team at Earth and Soul Pizza, when you've never met the person in real life, but you know there's a friendship between you and this person you see online. That, my friends, is the dynamic between myself and Yestin, a musician who is on a mission to spread the message of self-love through his journey of healing after the devastating times losing both of his parents. In today's episode, Yestin and I pull out all of the stops. We float some fluffy words around, but we generally hold a lot of experience and knowledge between us. And boy, oh boy, do we have messages to share with the world in our very own unique ways. For Yestin, this is through his music. His lyrics are moving. They cut deep. They are thought-provoking and relatable to all humans who are living this human experience. This heartfelt and fun conversation opens up the topics such as the journey of spirituality, the power of habituation, self-awareness, hops of faith, grief, loss, and a bunch more. As usual, the conversations I have with my guests are fully packed with experience, wisdom and connection. And many of my guests have been people who I've connected with online, but yet never met. I can't wait for the day when I have the freedom again to travel the world and meet these gorgeous souls in person. If you've been listening to a wholeness podcast for quite some time, you would know by now I don't always have hair professionals and health and wellness specialists on here. The reason why is because as Yestin and myself cover in today's episode, at the end of the day, we are all living this human experience regardless of what industry we work in. All these conversations I have on here are relatable to one degree or another. With today's trigger warning being the story of Yestin losing both of his parents at a young age and the struggles with poor mental health, I trust in today's episode you find solace if you have recently lost a loved one. I cannot thank Yestin enough for being a voice of healing and self-love, as I too have gone through a heartache of the loss of my nana when I was only 16, and it took me over a decade to recover from the loss of her. So, I would like to dedicate this episode to my nana, Hetty Downs. What are we waiting for? Let's get stuck in today's episode. There's this bond, there's this friendship here, and I have no well, idea about you other than the short, brief stuff that we've chatted about. What's fascinating, I don't know if you agree with it, but honestly, even towards you now, I feel like I, I knew this would happen. I feel like I've already talked to you before like this and, and over, over a call, even in person, so I don't know if you feel the same, but I've had that sense, and I keep on banging on about this phrase, right, that life is about people, and I use it in my content for one of the 
perhaps want of a better word or whatever, but I really mean it. There are so many good people out there online. And I feel so yeah. seen actually within social media because I feel like, okay, well, for example, you get it. And I'm like, there are other people out there who get it. And of course, we're not in the same industry, but I love that point that you're making about your podcast, about being, hang on, why have you um, had this inclination to have me on? I suppose it's that shared um, human experience. When I first started listening to your podcast, I was thinking, yeah, I have no idea what it's like to work in the hair industry. Of course, as I'm only recently a bold man, but anyway, um, I was thinking, I have no idea what that is like. But I connected with so many different elements that you were talking about Mm. because we all suffer from societal burnout. We all suffer from pressure. We all have human needs, right? We all have human needs regardless of the industry. So I think you're so right to not worry too much about the niche because otherwise we diminish our human experience Mm. because, oh, no, that's not relatable to you because you're in that field. That's not relating to you because in that field. Yeah, it might be more specific, going back to that word of specialising. It might be more relevant to certain people and they may be more aware of that, but it all boils down to the same thing, right? And it's so lovely Mm. that you mentioned the story of me telling you about my parents. I suppose we all have that shared experience of, of grief of, of love yeah, of, yeah. Of, of pain so I totally get what you're doing I so admire you for doing it and being consistent with it as well and offering Let's so much see. value I think it's I think it's unbelievable really to be honest and yeah value that's a term that's been banded around I'm sure you're familiar with that but it's, yeah. it's true people do offer value online and I think because people spend so much time online right sorry I'm rabbiting on but I just wanted to say no, that you're yeah good. I, I do admire you a lot for doing it and, and helping people yeah, thank you, darling. Appreciate that. The same goes for you, I think, the messages that you bring through your music. It's one of them things, it, like you say, it's, it's a human experience. We are all on this planet. We're all experiencing life and yeah. we're navigating it. And every single day is going to be different, yet we're so routine orientated. I was just listening to yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza today, and he was ah, saying in how great is he, right? He's such a hero. I'm learning so much from him. But he was saying in this video that we get out of bed the same side, we go to the toilet, we then make a coffee, we then go to work, we then moan about this and that. But if we actually start looking at this, the, the life that we've got, yeah. and thinking about our mindset, and what he shares is that we create our reality yeah but yet many humans are stuck in the same mundane life and Mm -hmm. it takes you to step into your head and Mm -hmm. change something and decide something i'll give you an example i Mm -hmm. can easily in my own home one minute it could be nice and tidy because i've tied it up i've cleaned it up next day boom it's as if a bloody bomb has gone off that's yeah. a really bad habit of mine and I really hate it. And right. I am trying so hard right now to change this pattern. I'm 34 and what he says is pretty much up until we're 35, we get behavior habits. And the the longer that goes on, the harder it is to change your way. Yeah. And as soon as you start making these conscious efforts to shift, you then start changing the way that you live your life. Yeah, I love it. And that's the thing, isn't it? How many of us are on this planet experiencing all well? There's 8 billion people. How many of us are actually actively changing our vibrations, changing our energies, connecting on deep, meaningful level and going, what's this life all about? What is is this about? How beautiful is it that we can love, that we can feel pain, that we can 
feel happiness, that we can be mm. stimulated, that we can feel sad. That's friggin' amazing that we're on this planet experiencing feelings, emotions, and thoughts. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It really is. I, I just saw a reel actually from um, Rain Wilson, obviously, uh, aka Dwight Schrute, and he's <clears throat> extremely spiritual. Got a new book called Soul Boom: Why We Need a Spiritual Revolution, and he was talking about exactly well, it's very similar stuff that you were saying. Like, how amazing is it that we have consciousness? That me and you now can talk over this digital space that we're doing. That we can see. That we can experience these wonderful things. I mean, when yeah. you feel awe, when you hear amazing music, you get goosebumps. You're in nature. You get goosebumps. You're thinking, what is this? How amazing is that? And I'm just reflecting what you're saying there because I completely agree with you. How amazing is it that we can, first of all, we can think um, differently and what we think about creates our own reality, right? But I've got to be careful, I suppose, to think that, or maybe who I, who I talk to, because I think for those who know, know, and I don't want to segregate people and think, okay, but I think you have to feel it yourself. So mm. I'm, I'm trying as, as much as I can for this to be um, helpful to people. And for those who are interested, I absolutely want to share the message that life can get better. But mm. if someone's absolutely not in that vibration, I love that word that you for, it, sometimes it's difficult to shift that. But there are people willing or in, in, inquisitive to find out, hang on, there's something more. Because like you said, I love that point about we just end up doing the same things, the same patterns. But I speak to that and say, well, I've, I, of course, totally used to be like that. And of course, there's still things that I want to try and improve on. But mm -hmm. I firmly believe in the, uh, the power of habituation, right? So if we have bad habits, what's amazing is that they're learned behavior. So we can learn new behaviors, right? And I'm not saying it's easy, like I'm not at all, but no, it just shows that it's possible, keep right? My place tidy is really hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, by, and yeah, absolutely be gentle and kind with yourself about that. But I think that it's amazing that that's a learned behavior, right? And there may be some under, obviously, I don't know, but there may be a reason why you do that. But what's amazing is it, you can flip that and, and create a new habit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's a learned behavior. You know, it's mm -hmm. not just, I think so anyway. Please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I, when I look at it, I'm kind of like, you know, I think it feels a bit of a um, rebellious thing because my mum yeah. is very OCD mm -hmm. and she would always want everything to be tidy, spick and spam, everything in its place. And I think, obviously, as you get to, to a teenage years, you accumulate things, you buy things, handbags, shoes, as, yeah. as what I did, right? So I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of myself here. Um, yeah. And people can generalise it if they wish to. But over over the time of going into my teenage years, getting ready for a night out, I'd get this dress out, those yeah. shoes out. Oh, I don't want to wear that. I just trip out to my side. And then before I knew it, my bedroom would be in a bomb. And then my the next thing I'd be having is my mum down my ear all going, you're not going to be putting your clothes away, blah, blah, blah. You know, or she would just make funny sly yeah. remarks around it and it would get to me. And so in the end, I actually just would like detest that I don't want to tidy up my room. Like it's my yeah. room, it's my space, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And I think unconsciously, subconsciously, that's where it comes from. It's mm. like, well, why does everything have to be pristine? Why does everything have to be in its place? Like, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, please, please know that I'm not um, judging you whatsoever. I'm only, I suppose, answering um or mirroring this back to you because it seems to me the way you're talking about it that you don't like it now or you think it's a bit no. of a problem because I yeah. because if it wasn't a problem I think crack on you don't need to worry about it if, if it makes you happy and that's absolutely fine there's no just mm. be kind to yourself but if you feel like it's a problem then of course perhaps you know and it's amazing self-awareness by the way of course then think about it I mean I've followed these guys called the, the minimalists I don't know if you've heard of them yes 
I've seen oh. them live. <laughs> of course you know about them. Have you actually? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, there's no... I saw when them in Melbourne. Them? In Melbourne, act- 2016. Oh, my gosh. So they're amazing. So you, I don't need to explain to you all their thing is. It's... A, if it's if it's getting in the way it's clutter and your clutter could be different to mine and I think mm. that is so true right so yeah yes. absolutely don't be don't be harsh on yourself only if it's no. bothering you right and I've learned it so is. much yeah, from yeah, them yeah absolutely yeah I've learned a lot from them in very like in the very early stages and years of my sort of personal growth and one of my sayings is messy draws messy mind and what yeah. I mean by that is if your cupboards and your drawers are messy they're not organized you're not organized and tuned in enough with your own mind yeah and I guess I came up with that own saying because we are the product of our environment right says Joe Spencer right Mm -hmm. and so this messiness around me and things not being organized it's reflection It, it shows me I'm just like okay I'm not in control of my life right now or right. I'm not in control of in control of my mind, yeah. and I this is discomfort for me. I don't like mm-hmm. this feeling, and right. I want this nice, tidy space because then I can feel more focused. I can feel more dedicated to you know whatever I'm doing. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I Absolutely. just get distracted, and I feel like there's mess around me. So therefore, I feel like my mind is a mess, and there's been so yeah. much of my personal growth, my journey through my mental health, depression, suicidal. Mm thoughts etc that I'm just like I'm just a complete mess who the heck am I and right. so this mess around me amplifies that sensation you know so it's so you know, you know it's so amazing that you can start being so self-aware that you start seeing this yourself yeah it's amazing awareness isn't it I, I actually think so just, just to speak to that I mean it, it makes so much sense to me that you think okay if you just put, put everything in a drawer but okay that may look neat and tight on the outside but everything's just like a, a mess inside do you think then that's like a representation of i'm actually not sorting out like my internal clutter and what i have to do i'm just like parking it because this is what like the minimalists say is that yeah it's like you could tidy up that drawer and put it back and just get it over the years it's just gonna get filled with stuff mm-hmm. again and again you're not actually solving the problem yeah totally Totally. So it makes some it makes it makes so much sense to me. And hey, some people might like a messy draw and they're fine with it. Yeah. It's just whatever's comfortable it's for you, personal. right? Personal. It's it's all personal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh man, this is so I great. Love I love it. Like <laughs> we're like ding 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 ding. The straight away just into it. Like I have to just start off. It's, I love it. So please forgive me if I oh, if I uh, if I carry on. I love on. it. I love it. So, oh my goodness. You know what? I'm really keen to know where are you at right now? I love that question because I was thinking, oh, I was thinking before this, I was like, what am I going to talk to Bliss about? Where do I start the journey and all this sort of stuff? And I had this inclination. I was like, you know what? I just want to talk to Bliss about where I'm at right now. Because yes. really, that is what we have, right? That is what we have. We have this present, mo- we have this present moment. And uh, I've been thinking about something that Wayne Dyer said in one of his in one of his most famous talks one of us i think it was to be soft and to be flexible and there's another word as well but i said hopefully you know what i mean by that instead of thinking i should be doing this i should be doing that i think that's really where i'm at right now it's just mm-hmm. ah there's the word allowing so mm-hmm. i'm just allowing things and being soft and being flexible in terms of accepting the situation so you know things not being perfect but being absolutely not only okay by that but being inspired by that 
So accepting where I am now actually opens me up to more positivity and more light rather than thinking, "Ah, I need to like hustle. I need to grind. And it's because, of course, I have huge ambitions for my music career. I have huge ambitions for what I want to do. And don't get me wrong, I'm saying this in a a hugely egotistical way because I'm always trying to work on that and go of ego, right? Yeah. I know the heights that will happen with my music career. I know. Mm. I absolutely know. And that's feel that. And that's something I firmly that's something I firmly believe in. Absolutely. And I think instead of me going, oh no, 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 I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I need I need to play more gigs. I need to release more music. I need to do all this. I need to, I don't know, get fitter, get stronger, and all this hustle stuff. All that does is just stop me yes. from actually believing and feeling it. Because mm-hmm. all it all it does then in terms of uh, my self-worth is make me feel like I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough. And that's all that's saying to the universe, essentially. So yeah. by being soft and allowing and doing all this stuff, and I just give one specific example to do with that. Yeah, so I've been like a, a a wellness journey in terms of like just one element in terms of my nutrition, right? In more whole foods, all the classics, cutting out ultra processed food, prioritizing protein, eating more plants, all that sort of lovely stuff, which is, believe it or not, which has worked right over a long period of time. But over Christmas and in recent months, it hasn't been quite on point. And I start to get really frustrated myself saying, no, I, I need to uh, uh, work out more. I need to cut those foods from my life. But actually, I started to just uh, flip this recently. So when I have a not very good food, for example, it might be a piece of chocolate or something. Instead of seeing that as like a bad thing now that I'm doing to myself and shaming myself, yeah. I've actually flipped it and gone, you know what? I'm going to enjoy eating this perhaps uh, with my family and think that's a nice shared experience. And by the way, I know that this food is ultra processed and it's not very good for me and all this sort of stuff because I'm reading all the research and data is horrendously alarming. Mm. But instead of being negative about it, I've tried to flip it and go, you know what, this is nourishing me in some way i'm grateful that i can have the shared experience and yeah of course i'm trying my best not to do that all the time but by being soft and allowing it because this is just the situation or the environment i'm in at the moment yeah. i'm enjoying it and you know what i feel better about it i feel inspired to make more music to be who i am yeah. to do more things and I actually focus more on the positive and that is just like one yes. small maybe strange example but just focusing on nutrition and being mm. soft rather than being harsh is serving me right now in this moment yeah. absolutely um, I love that. if that makes sense absolutely I can so relate to you and the reason why I say I can so relate to you is because oh god last year I was so harsh on myself in terms about my health my well-being mentally physically spiritually emotionally and over a period of time through meditating mm. I found acceptance right and yeah. through acceptance came allowing and just being okay. and just surrendering and just mm-hmm. letting go and being soft and calm and yeah. gentle and it's led to this beautiful space now where I'm not getting pepped up over anything. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We're always going to get a little bit frustrated with certain things. And I get Mm -hmm. frustrated. But it's gotten to this point now where possibly like yourself with this chocolate bar or the processed stuff that you've had is you can go, I don't need to beat myself up over this because Mm -hmm. actually I'm having a shared experience with a loved one. And mm-hmm. that does 
the world of good for my soul. Yeah, absolutely. And that's more important to me right now in this moment than and the fact that I've just ate a Kit Kat bar. I love Kit Absolutely. Kats, by the way. Um, and actually, it's funny that you brought this yeah, yeah. chocolate bar thing up because so often when I go into Aldi or Woolies here in Australia, I yeah. pick up um, uh, a four-finger Kit Kat bar, right? Oh, um, they're the best. You have yeah, to. they're so good. But I've actually stopped doing it because I was going, this isn't serving me. I'm doing right. it because it's a habit. It's a habit okay. to pick up a Kit Kat bar yeah and like do you want it yeah. yeah do you really want it exactly that was the thing it became this habit that I was like oh I'm in Woolies I'm in Aldi I'll just pick up my Kit Kat bar and then yeah. I got to actually this isn't serving me this isn't serving me this is just feeding a sugar fix for the mm. moment in time but then I'm going to go home and eat dinner anyway so and you know yeah. I was actually food shopping today and when I go to Aldi as well I like getting the dark chocolate hazelnut big bar right and yeah. I'll demolish it within two sittings easily. <laughs> and I was actually walking past the chocolate aisle today. And I was so, I just checked in with myself. And I said, Fliss, well done, girl. You've mm. come into the Aldi and Woolies so many times in the last month and not picked up a Kit Kat and you've not picked up the dark hazelnut chocolate mm. bar. And that's because I chose yeah. I chose to yeah. change a habit because yeah. that's not the person that I want to be. But like you, if randomly once a month, every other month, I decide to have that Kit Kat bar, I'm going to damn well enjoy it. Yeah. Because, oh, do you know what? I love, I love that story so much because actually that's a prime example. And this is so wonderful you're doing this uh, first. You're being kind to yourself in with specific examples, right? Because I know I ban that. Well, it's not just me. Loads of people use that term as well. Be kind, be gentle to yourself. Firmly, firmly agree with it mm. but it's about what does that actually look like to you and in those moments that's what that looks like to you and then in that occasion when someone does offer you that kick up bar which by the way you know you like and that's your preferred chocolate or whatever then you would in that instance be kind to yourself by allowing it so yeah. it, it can look different for you in, and me in different stages and it's about mm. tapping into I think knowing how to be kind to yourself in those specific moments in those changeable moments as well mm. so I think some people might think oh be kind to yourself how do you do that well it's actually practicing it I think so yeah, yeah. I love those examples because it's so tangible absolutely for sure and I just love how you're saying that you're letting things be and, yeah. and you know what it comes down to this is uh, correct me if I'm wrong and I might be not quite right here but it's almost it. from what I'm reading is you just have pure faith right now. And when I use the word faith, I don't mean religion. I mean oh, belief. I have goosebumps. You've just got belief that your music career will take off and the direction that it's going to go in. And the funny thing is, is I feel that from watching you on social media. Dear. And through your lyrics. Yeah, really? I do. Really? And this is one of the things that drew me to you because I was just like, man, this guy has got belief. And, really that's fascinating and it's hard you know when we go through um hard times such as what you've gone through I've gone through we, we all go through hard times whatever that looks like we lose the sense of self and we lose the sense of belief yeah and that's when depression anxiety mm. can kick in that's when you're not wanting to get out of bed in the morning mm. but yet when you've got belief in something so much 
that's when your actions, your motions, your habits are changing and shifting. And you're, you do come to this sense of space of where yeah. I feel like you and I are quite aligned with this right now, yeah. actually, where we're just kind of sitting in this space going, yeah. I'm going to take action. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. create that episode. I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to such as yourself. Yeah. I'm going to write these lyrics and let it flow and just know so deeply that this yeah. is going to transform into something so beautiful. Ah, oh, bless. I got goosebumps. I'll tell you why. Because I, I feel so seen. And I, yeah, we're absolutely aligned on this. And I love the fact that that shines through because I could look at like vanity metrics and go, oh, you know, first, actually, just in terms of like data and numbers, you go, there are so many millions of musicians out there trying to make it and how many songs get uploaded to Spotify all the time and all this sort of stuff, right? It's like, yeah, when I first started Instagram, I had less than 200 followers. And, oh, I'm never going to make it and all this sort of stuff. It's like, you know what? Let's not be concerned about vanity metrics at all. And don't get me wrong, ego does come to play sometimes. Yeah. You just think this isn't just about music. Of course, I'm just choosing, I think, my life path and my personal legend to quote from mm -hmm. the alchemist, but it's, everyone has their own. If that's truly, if that truly brings you joy and that's what you feel like you're meant to do, just try and, and keep that in mind and think, does that make me happy? Yeah. Keep on, Keep on doing that. And I love that you think that my belief shines through. And I think that in a way I can like, you might say I'm wrong about this, but I can prove that I'm on the right path. And, because things... Well, maybe it'd be difficult to prove it, but well, to me, it would be easy. Yeah. Um, there are things that have been happening since I've had this, mm. I'm going to say the word awakening, yeah. but I can prove that by allowing that, that it happened, like taking hops of faith. There's an awesome guy called Light Watkins. He has this yeah. book called Travel Light, and he has this phrase of one, following your heart voice, what you truly want, and two, taking hops of faith. They don't have to be leaps of faith. Eventually, you keep on taking enough hops, it will be a leap. It's like a leap of faith. Yeah. And whenever I've done that, something's come into my life often surrounding music and a new opportunity it's like yeah. if you connect the dots backwards and think ah but that person then that person introduced me to that and then that person introduced me to that but you have to be brave and take action with that belief in mind it doesn't have to be music of course but whatever you care about and I think mm -hmm. because I've done that so many times now and I'll keep on doing it for less I'll keep on doing it because I've got for want of a better word results yeah because I've got opportunities presented to me because I've believed and, and by the way and I, I'm not saying like the results in like a oh yeah that I've achieved that, I've achieved this. It's like, no, no, that's the next step on this yeah. on this path. And I know it, I can feel it in my bones. Mm. I know it. But yeah. I've had to be brave in those certain situations. Because I've, uh, I joined this amazing um, coaching course to do with independent artists at the time. I didn't have the money for it, absolutely not. But yeah. I took a hop of faith. I thought I can somehow or another, I got that money for it because I knew that I'd be the right thing for me. I met so many wonderful people, going back to that, phrase about life's about people and yeah. other opportunities have come back from that through connecting with these people and I was absolutely right to take that hop of faith because I believe so much rather than thinking that's not for me I can't afford that blah yeah. blah 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 and if you just have a sheer faith and determination in what lights my heart in what what lights your heart up I think you can't go wrong really and it's not just to do yeah. with music of course it's to do with what makes you feel alive yeah completely and I love how you've said a hop of faith because yeah like Watkins we, yeah yeah I I not even thought about that but I actually really like that term yeah because it's amazing we use that term of take a leap of faith yeah so oh, from this book by the way that oh, book 
yeah. Light Watkins, Travel Light. His name's actually Light as well, but <laughs> the book's called yeah. Travel Light. Wow, thank you. Yeah, we use that, that saying flippantly, I think, oh, take a leap of faith, mm. when actually we've had to um, take hops of faith to lead to the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those absolutely. tiny little increment changes, movements, we've been doing leading up to something has then led us to then what appears to others on the outside world that we yeah. took a leap of faith. But in fact, it's yeah. it's tiny little hops. That's why overnight, but yeah, I love that first because that's why overnight successes are not really overnight successes because they've taken those, they've taken those action hops of faith. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, you know, your, 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 um, your friend offered you that podcast space. I mean, Obviously, I'm not sure if I can prove this is obviously it's your life and your reality, but you took a hop of faith previously to that because you'd already started a podcast and then that mm. opportunity presented itself. That could possibly be an example. Obviously, I don't yeah. want to speak for you, yeah. but, you know, to my mind, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Because totally. you believed was, in what you, you're planting you had a message, seeds, right? right? You're planting seeds. Yeah. And and the hop of faith is each little seed that you're planting for that flower that plant the blossom you yeah. know so it's not going to happen without without planting it right it's not going to no, grow without planting not it. At all. And not I, I at don't all. know if it will I don't know if these things will happen quickly but I don't think it's our place to decide when it happens when these things happen and that's why going back to this allowing and softness because it's easy to be frustrated and think well I've got this plan and this ambition that's where I want to go but mm-hmm. currently right now I'm not actually there it's like well maybe where you are right now is how you get there that's the stepping stone yeah. so oh my gosh, then not only do you feel better, but you're able to get there with more ease because you're yes. allowing yourself and you, and you get more gratitude. Yes, it, absolutely. Because otherwise you think, I'm ease. not there, I'm not there. Because when you're forcing, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't work. It's like this, you're bashing against a brick freaking wall. Like mm. that's, I've done it a fair bit in my lifetime is I've been trying to force and force and force and push forward and push forward and just nothing transpires. And now reflecting on that, I'm like, oh, well, that's because that wasn't meant to be. Whereas right Mm -hmm. now, let's take my podcast, for instance, it's happening so wonderfully. It's just Mm -hmm. happening. And I don't have the best editing program. I don't have the best sound. I don't have the best this and that but this is the thing I had to drop all of these things of thinking this is the ideal podcast this is how it should sound yeah. this is how it should be this is yeah. how I should market it did had to just let go of all that and just mm-hmm. do the doing and yeah, by doing absolutely. the doing it's going to get out there and yes bizarre how you feel you're you just know you've got that faith that belief of the the direction of your musician career it's like I deeply know that this podcast somehow is going to become a a big podcast. Yeah. Like it might be so tiny and minute right now and I might only have 24 regular followers, but I'm cool with that. That's 24 That's people. Amazing. Like, That's amazing. That's 24 20, people. 20, imagine you sitting in a room with 24 people and then actually listening to your in-depth conversations. I think that's wonderful. I think it's yeah. absolutely wonderful. And you say this podcast can be big. This podcast may, be, may already be big to those people because yes. of what, what it gives them and that's amazing you're already doing it and yeah. so it's only going to expand right completely completely so you're just sitting 
Well, you're not literally just sitting because you're doing the doing. You are still playing music <laughs> and things. <laughs> yeah. Like, in terms of your music, mm. and I know that you speak a lot about the healing, the the emotions, the the grief, the the growth. Yeah. And the transformations. And I also pick up that you're in nature a lot. And I love that. I just love, I love when you're walking along in nature playing your guitar. Like, I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, dude, yes. Thank, yeah, thanks to my childhood friend for following me about with a camera, basically. <laughs> I don't always do that. I don't just, you know, when no, I go for a walk, know, I often just I go just, for a walk. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. But from my view, I'm seeing a human, meaning you, just doing your thing, being in your essence, being in your purity of who Yestin is. And that radiates out. And through that, people get drawn to you and they go, yes, I love listening to this music. Yes, I love this vibe. Yes, I love this message that this person, meaning you, is portraying out to the world. And there's just something so beautiful i know i keep i feel like i keep no, no, throwing you loads of no, compliments but no, i actually I, generally really love seeing you online you. and it's like <laughs> bliss thank you so much for this and by the way i hope that, i don't know if this helps at all but um well first of all thank you so much for being so um kind i really appreciate that but it's also extremely helpful for me to hear this because sometimes like my own head i'm thinking uh what i put out there is a bit of a is a bit of like a, a, of a mess of what's going on like what's my brand what's my niche what's yeah. all of this sort of stuff right mm. and by the way i can't really answer that i mean i consider myself extremely spiritual and a spiritual being having human experience right yeah. it's obviously not my phrase but that's how i feel mm. but i'm not sure if i look like that or fit into that brand or whatever and hey that's that's, that's fine whatever but i'm just letting go and allowing yeah. myself just to be me right and I think that I'm, I'm almost like trialing in a way and just I'm being me putting out there and seeing what people like because it's because I find it very difficult not to be authentic right so whatever I find yeah. enlivening inspiring that's what I want to share with people and if I have a thought and often it is through walking in nature I know I keep on banging on about it that I get these thoughts and I'm like wow okay there's that bit of clarity and that's when I usually share so it's just super helpful for, for you to say those things I think okay maybe these messages are resonating with people then right yeah. you know yeah. essentially absolutely because sometimes you don't know no you don't you just put messages or your voice your poems when I say poems I, I just mean lyrics your yeah words, lyrics yeah. our words and I even think we could look at this conversation as a poem you know and that's a little yeah, bit of a bit woo woo creative arty farty stuff but no, no, you know, we're in dialogue, right? It is, yeah. And I love how you said you don't really know your brand, you don't really know your message no. or direction, but you're doing the doing. And, and this is what's inspiring to me about you is you are just doing the doing. And well, not that I knew that, to be honest, I didn't know that. Obviously, you've just shared that with me, so I'm reflecting that back and, and telling yeah. you what I heard <laughs> you say. And it's like, how many people out there? what maybe you and I once was that wasn't doing what we actually really felt aligned with because we didn't know yeah. the answer we didn't have the answer we didn't know the brand we didn't know the audience and it didn't have been orientated around business or your message or brand or anything mm -hmm. but I mean in general how many humans are out there just feel so stuck yeah. in their oh. life right and mm. it's as if they're on this hamster wheel and yeah. they can't get out of it because 
they don't have the answers. But one of the best things that I learned from studying philosophy is mm. there are more questions than there are answers. Yeah, of course. And you don't know the answers. I don't know the answers for, for my podcast or anything like that on my journey just no. yet. But through doing the doing, answers will appear, opportunities will appear, yeah. connections will appear, vibrations and energies yeah. and frequencies will change and, and appear. And I yeah. think that's what's so inspiring, just even just sitting here chatting to you right now, because I don't think many people talk about it authentically and say, I don't actually know what I'm doing, I'm just doing it. Yeah, because you have this gut feeling, right? And I feel, I, honestly, I feel so inspired and excited by what you're saying there because you're absolutely articulating how I feel. And I feel so excited for life. And it's so helpful for me to hear you say all this stuff because in essence, really, if you think about it, I've got one song on Spotify at the moment, one song. And if you, Fliss, can see this message that I'm putting out there on socials and through that one song, then I think maybe I am actually onto something then. And I've always felt this inclination to write to do music right and you're saying I'm doing I'm doing doing I've literally got more than 30 unreleased songs just all demos just ready to go ready to be produced and yeah. I look back and I've been doing this for years this is the, the, that's the thing it's like wow. yeah I've got one song on Spotify that is and that's not me like being this egotistical brag or anything but it's me telling me now this is not something that I've just woken up one day and gone oh I, I want to do music now it's always been there if I could yeah. share something with you essentially it I think it might be helpful. Maybe some listeners who think that maybe they're not like, quite happy with their life or what they're doing. So essentially, I was on a, a career path to academia. I was doing a PhD. I studies, academia was all, was all I knew, really. I was doing all that and sort of stuff. But it took me so long to do any assignment or anything like that. Because when I was doing them, I got an MA and I was studying the PhD. Because yeah. I thought, oh, OK, I'm, I'm OK at this. I'm interested, especially to do with literature. I love that. Yeah. But... I was always writing albums and EPs and music. Every time I was at my desk, I thought my guitar would be there all the time, all the time, to the point where I was doing my PhD and my PhD just wasn't getting done because I was writing albums. I was literally doing the during lockdown, I wrote an album when I should have been doing my PhD. And I'm telling me this is a reminder to be like, this has always, always been there. It's just mm. in the last couple of years, I realized, hang on, I actually should share now. And this is truly who I am. I think it's only like um, reflecting on actually, what do I enjoy doing? What do I spend most of my time yes. doing? That's, they seem so obvious, right? Yeah. But it wasn't obvious to me. It wasn't obvious. Wow. It was like, that's just something that I just do. And then, you know, I'm actually going down this career path and all this sort of stuff. And because that's what society wants me to do because it's prestigious and that's what um, will get me money and all this sort of stuff. Well, one, it wasn't getting me money. And two, I didn't feel alive, truly. And oh, I know you've talked openly about this. It's so inspiring. I was so ill. I was so ill. About three or four years ago, I had so many suicidal thoughts. I had so much anxiety and depression. And I feel like now, looking back on reflection, I feel I have a second chance in life. And oh, I I so love it. I so love it. And it wasn't overnight. And it wasn't, no. it wasn't that quick and easy. But this is truly how I feel mm. in this moment. Yeah. man I, I'm, I'm alive and I'm yeah. so 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 grateful and that's why I keep on doing it despite the vanity metrics of I haven't got so many followers and all this sort of stuff it's, this is my life path and this is what I'm meant to be doing and it makes me feel alive and this is how I can truly help people so mm. I don't even know where I started with that but I hope that makes so some good. sort of sense that makes sense and thank you for sharing that because in terms of you sharing that you was in that space and it's then led you to doing this and finding something that you feel joyful about and 
you feel this is what you've meant to be doing and that you've been doing it this whole time, but you just didn't mm. even really pick up on it until about a few years ago. Yeah. And there's a story within that, isn't it? In the sense that you was just doing the thing that you always knew, but yet it wasn't truly making you happy. No. And then now that you're actually in tune with what brings you joy, what brings you creativity, what brings you vibrancy in life, and the fact that you said that you feel like you've got a second chance in life, mm. I can relate to that so really? much, Yestin. Yeah. And I, I think this is the thing when it comes to mental health, it can be a really long, dark journey and you can keep going in and out of depression and for months you'll be okay, then months you won't be okay, then a year you'll be fine and you'll think life is all good and then bang slap wallop depressions at your front door again and mm. you're just going when the fuck is this gonna leave me alone yeah and you don't feel like you're ever gonna get better when uh, you're in that moment i don't know whether you can horrific. relate to that but that's how totally. i'm looking back and reflecting on my own mental health journey i never felt like i was gonna get better i never felt i was ever gonna be depression free it's what it does right in those moments yeah yeah and not wanting to necessarily bring it back on myself or anything. I'm actually really interested. I, I want to ask yeah. you those questions. This is just like a nice yeah. two-way conversation. But And I, I keep on going back to my meditation because this is literally what's transformed my life. I believe that had I not found meditation last year, mm. I would not be feeling like I've got a second chance in life right now, yeah. like what you just said. What do you think it is about the meditation that enabled you to access that? if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it is a, a combination of things. I think it's sitting still and allowing myself to be aware of my mind and realizing mm. that I'm not my thoughts. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. Secondly, by meditating for eight minutes or more, you start actually neuroscientifically changing your neurons in your brain. So I mm -hmm. think scientifically things have changed mentally. I've basically, yeah, I've yeah. basically given myself an antidepressant just from meditating. I got goosebumps, right? yeah. Um, I also believe that it's a case of I've started to understand that I'm not in control of anybody else's thoughts feelings actions i just let go of it and go well i'm only in control of how i feel and mm. i guess over a period of time positive affirmations was a huge part of my journey as of last year and it doesn't necessarily always work for, for some people and that's fine but it certainly worked for me and i can only talk my own experience yesterday is it's mm. the positive affirmations by saying i am happy I am love. Yeah. I am full of abundance. I love my life. These yeah. words, I love my life. I would have never said that those years ago. It would be, how can I get out of this life? I don't want to be alive. But yeah. this isn't really an option. It was always this conflict of suicide isn't an option for me because I'm so scared of taking my yeah. own life. But yeah, I don't want to be alive. But how do I get out of this situation? Yeah. And it was like this constant, it just felt like there was demons within inside my head all the freaking time when I was in those yeah. suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And 
now through the meditation and, and coming out of that and I know that my meditating reduced my depression, reduced my anxiety, reduced my suicidal thoughts. And as soon as I started witnessing this decrease in this sensation and knowing that it is not me, it is not part of me, it's not my identity, and me seeing that reduction, I started going, holy fucking cow, how am I doing this? This is an antidepressant, but it's a natural antidepressant in my brain. Meditation is a medication. Oh, lovely. Right? Mm. And and through that has come in the last couple of months of going, fuck, I love my life. I might not be exactly where I want to yeah. be, but I have a vision. I have goals. I have dreams that I want to yeah. reach and I want to connect with people and I want to love myself and I want to be kind with myself. And I don't feel like I'm ever going to be depressed yeah. ever again. Yeah. How awesome I've is that? I've never felt like that, Yestin. And don't get me wrong, I will take myself back a few months ago to probably around about November time. Actually, I had a bit of a break from meditating after my 10-week course to, to be to become certified. And I did meditate for about six weeks. And my frequency, I could see my frequency was dropping. Now, I didn't go into yeah. a depressive state. I didn't go into suicidal thoughts, but I could just sense this energy was dropping. And I was like, if I'm not careful, mm. that's going to keep on decreasing, decreasing, decreasing. Mm. And I will end up feeling depressed again. So therefore, what do I know is naturally a medication for me? My natural medication is meditation. And so therefore, I must get back to it. And I cannot stop because I've got a freaking second chance at life now that I've got this one thing that's so attainable and so sustainable to me. Oh, that's so inspiring. And actually, I was just thinking, that's. do you look back at that time when you didn't um, meditate regularly as a healthy, looking back now as a healthy exercise, I think actually that's how crucial it is. Like when you're in those moments of this is what is working for me, when you don't participate in those healthy exercises or practices rather, then it's like, okay, I actually, I have really realized how fundamental that is to me. Yes, absolutely. And I feel the same about nature as a natural antidepressant and all those wonderful, wonderful natural antidepressants that Johan Harry talks about in Lost Connections that I know you like as well. And it's yes. like, as soon as I, as soon as I read that book, I think, is it nine reasons that it causes of depression? It's like, oh my gosh, at the time I was hitting like most of them, like 80, 90% of them. And wow. I was like, if I can just, I you know, if, I'm not, not to say that we can always be fixed, but if I can just fix those things, because our human needs are not being met, right? Our human needs are not being met. So as soon as you meet th- those needs, of course the fog starts to clear, right? And you think, mm. and I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like, a, you know, beautiful story. What you're saying is what the eight minutes of meditation did and does for you. It's like, as soon as you start to feel better, when you don't feel like depression has this grip on you, or you feel like, even there's like a slither of hope of I, I can feel better, like even like 1% better, you think there's hope there. I don't have to always feel like this. And the more you do it, and then you more think, okay, this is actually achievable now. I have this hope. So what a beautiful story. And I feel like it's so amazing to hear that you have, you feel like you got a second chance as well. Yeah. And through your words, your lyrics, your songs, your art, do you feel like that's partially a message that you're wanting to put across yourself? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you know what's fascinating? Because obviously like, I've got 30 songs or whatever, and it's like the album's worth going back like a few years now. Mm. If I listen back to them, I'm like, oh, 
that's how I was feeling then. Now I'm the same, but a different person. So it's like, oh, that's really fascinating. It's like journaling, actually. So I look back and I go, that was at that particular time, that's what helped me. And that's how I was feeling. And then now I'm writing about different stuff. So during the pandemic, when it first started, everyone had the time to do what we loved and what we wanted, right? A lot of people, obviously it was very difficult for certain individuals, but lots of people thought, right, I'm going to do this thing because I have this time. I was writing, it was all my my grief came out from my mum and dad. So I, I wrote this album just about, various memories I had of my parents and how I felt in that moment some of them are my favorite songs now but I wouldn't be writing those now they may be about how I'm feeling about grief now and that's why I think that it's important to capture those moments and capture those songs and so I hope to help people with songs about grief but also now about songs about gratitude for example about healing and I look back there's what actually it's the song that I hope you liked about one's called healing me and I wrote that a few years ago and I look back at the lyrics now and think oh my gosh my healing journey started sooner than I thought actually when I say sooner I mean I thought it was the last couple of years it was actually three four years ago I'd already started to have these thoughts I can hear it in my lyrics I know I wrote that song three four years ago for example and so I can hear it there this journey so I can see my journey within the song lyrics and I don't want to change those songs now absolutely not so it's obviously I want to produce them and I don't want to change the lyrics so you know Kelly Jones when I hear is from the stereophonics right I'm absolutely obsessed with them he has this phrase I write the songs for me as the songwriter and then they become songs for you so that absolutely resonates with me so it's like I can't write something that I don't truly feel in that moment yeah. really and in a way I feel like I have to get them out because that's how I'm feeling and there'll be periods where I don't write for example I might not feel like I need to but when they do come out that's how I'm feeling at that time and then hopefully they help other people really because I've got to really yeah. feel it like when I play some songs I can visualize what I believe in I can visualize how I feel and it's so cathartic and then hopefully it comes across in an authentic way because it truly is how I feel really more so than words that's why I believe in the power of melody really because sometimes I just start playing and I'll be like okay I didn't realize I was in that mood but I am <laughs> but you know I might play some like minor it. chords maybe playing something upbeat and then the lyrics yeah. come after that so it's a feeling and I think that they have to happen and hopefully this they do resonate with people that's a long answer of saying you know, no, I love it. They don't have to connect and with everybody. Just like just... we can't all get on with everybody, right? No. But you know what now I'm envisioning is I'm envisioning your albums coming out in the order you've wrote them to take your audience through a journey. Right now, going, because... would I want to hear Yestin's album that he's created right now? Or would I want yeah. to hear his first album? And actually walk through the journey of your life with you. It's the second option, Yestin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that is how you would hit your audience. Because the people that are in the grief, in the sorrow, in the hurt, Mm. would relate to your songs that you wrote back then. Yeah. Grief, loss, whatever. Whether it's Mm. loss of your parents, whether it's loss of a marriage, a loss of... A, a, a cat your your pet yeah. right a loss of something yourself right dreams yourself, hopes your dreams yes right and i'm just envisioning your audience wallowing at your lyrics feeling so seen and heard and then boom your next album comes out 
and then they just find this little bit of hope through it's like that pop of hope that hop of faith yeah, through yeah. your next album and I, I can just imagine it like your album's coming out and each album that's coming out is this hop of faith and then it brings you to your album that you've got now for instance or yeah. you know the now would be in let's say a year's time for instance or whatever yeah and that would be like this trajectory I'm loving that word in most recent <laughs> weeks because yeah. it's just so powerful I just imagine it like like powering through the universe yeah. oh, I love this it's super helpful yeah I just I see that because I think to be able to move people emotionally you've got to take them on a journey mm. and that's the narrative structure yes completely so I really like how we've kind of come flipped on that because I started with going, I want to know where are you at right now? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and you're going to... It's like, gonna... actually, no, I'm curious to see this journey of your albums coming from where you've come from, what you've experienced, the the hurt and the pain that you've gone through as much as it's, it's awful, but yet the beauty that's come from it. And I can just imagine mm. that journey... That's sort of what yeah. I've been with right now. <laughs> like, genuinely, thank you so much. I mean, I believe this is uh, not as a musician. It's amazing to hear such depth analysis of what you think I can offer in terms of my music. Because I think you might like this. The next thing that I'm going to release is my first ever song that I wrote, right? And something was telling me when I was yes. about 15 or 14, right? And I've written loads of since. Something is telling me that I have these demos sitting there. Something didn't feel right about me not releasing those songs and just jumping to what I've written now, right? Mm-hmm. Because actually, divine timing, a lot of my health journey and feeling better is reconnecting with my previous self if that makes sense so the, the teenager the kid who was like i'm gonna be a musician man like that's what i'm gonna do and then all of a sudden then life happens i was so adamant as a kid i was like yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be famous I'm a musician gonna be all these all this sort of stuff i was like absolutely that's that's what's gonna happen and then all of a sudden i'm sure lots of people resonate with this I did my studies carried on and i was like no oh and then i just wasn't performing wasn't doing all that sort of stuff and then limiting beliefs start creeping in all this sort of stuff so actually in my health journey in my spiritual journey i'm reconnecting to people's self my childhood self in my new way i would say so it's absolutely makes sense to me that this is going to be the next one and actually i look back at the lyrics now and i think i could have written that like yesterday the song that i've that i wrote when i was 14 yeah. 15 it's about yeah. having a set it's about living each day as if it was your last dreaming as if you will never pass obviously hopefully the chorus will sound a bit better than that with a melody but so that's the essence and this is way before this is obviously like way before my parents died way before I had depression anxiety and all this sort of stuff so it's divine timing and I sent a few songs to the new producer I'm working with awesome guy and you probably know where the story's going he was like that one let's work on that one first and it was the first one I ever wrote I didn't tell him but he was like yeah. let's work on that one I'm thinking oh again, I've got that's, good pimples yeah. in that <laughs> and I'm not making that up that's true that's absolutely wow. true that's the one he connected with the most with within the bunch that I sent him. And I want to work on something that he cares about as well. So yes. isn't that cool? <laughs> isn't that cool? That I don't believe amazing. in coincidences, just messages, wow. really. I can't wait to hear a song. The 15-year-old Yestin, like you said, you had an experience depression at that point. Your parents were still alive. You were hmm. none of the wiser to what was about to happen in your life. No, no. It's crazy, right? I, I, oh. I think 
That's why this, wow. I feel like it just needs to happen. And I hadn't even thought of that before, Fleur. So in terms of perhaps taking people through this narrative arc and this journey, yeah. these are the songs then, and this is how I'm going to now. Because actually, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, yeah, maybe, like, I never want to be the guy who's just like, oh, by the way, I feel better now, and you should do this, and you should do that, and I feel gratitude for everything. It's like, yeah, I absolutely live in gratitude because it helps me, and hopefully it helps other people. Yeah. But I never want to tell people that it's, that you should do it like this you should do it like that and it's just simple like that so actually maybe that narrative arc does make sense yeah yeah I get you because the thing is there's so much out there that says success overnight and things like that we don't hear the journey of people how they got to where they are right yeah and absolutely I think there's something so raw in still talking about the dark moments that you used to have because people can say to me, oh, you're so inspiring and you're so bubbly, you're so upbeat. And I say, but I haven't always been that way. And a lot of the time when I have been in that, let's say, uh, mask, I've got so used to, particularly being a hairdresser in those days, mm. of having to put on a front. Yeah. Right? But underneath, mm -hmm. people did not know the pain that I was going through. Which made and, the pain worse, right, I imagine? Yeah, right, yeah. Because you're suppressing it. Mm. But, yeah, people, we're not hearing the journey of people getting to where they are. And like you say, you don't want to be that person that's like, yeah, well, this is what I do now, and this is what works. It's like, yeah, but what wasn't you doing when you was in that place and yeah what did that's you true start doing what did you start incorporating into your life to start shifting these things and and that's where I can personally share about the the meditation because I'm just like well this is what I did to get me to this point I haven't always been this way I haven't always wanted a second chance at life you know yeah yeah um, absolutely did so you feel like it got so bad that you had to try something else yeah I think I mean look I it's a bit of a, a strange um scenario dynamic I don't quite know how to explain this so um precisely but mm. the depression that I've experienced in the most recent years have been a very different type of depression as what I did in my teens and my early 20s okay and the reason why I say that is because I have so much self-awareness mm. now and right. so therefore I was seeing my depression very differently. I was actually seeing it. Whereas before I was physically in it. I couldn't see the depression. Yeah. I was the depression. Yeah. In recent years, through my personal growth, through my personal development, through having therapy from particularly for 18 months from 2021 to 2022, I saw my depression very differently. And so... The, the point of last year, I think what it got to was I have got a pattern. My depression is a pattern. My yeah. anxiety is a depression. My suicidal thoughts is a pattern. I don't want to live like this. And this is quite far-fetched and quite deep. Mm. But... A few years ago, I made a promise to myself that if I still experience depression, suicidal thoughts and anxiety when I'm 40, I will end my life through euthanasia and take myself to Europe and, and go through euthanasia. Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, 
fuck. I don't want to be 40 years old and making that decision and saying, Fliss, you idiot, you've just spent the last decade depressed, you didn't do nothing about it, and now you're ending your life. Right, right. And I guess I was in that phase of going, this is ridiculous. I, mm. I, this is ridiculous. Why did I put that in my head? Why did I tell myself? Why did I give myself a timeline? Why did I mm. say to myself, if you're experiencing this life, and I guess it was a push. It was a push in the direction that I've so longed to have to no longer feel depressed, to no longer feel yeah. suicidal. But the biggest thing that happened for me yesterday was I, I don't remember the day. I don't remember where I was. All what I remember is I was somewhere doing something, quite possibly my home. I, I spend a lot of time by myself in my home, and this is a, a place that I really sit and ponder on things. And this word out of nowhere, I just heard this voice go meditate. Yeah. And actually it's coming back to me. I feel like I was sitting in my bed. I was sitting in my bed because I then went onto YouTube and I typed in Brett Moran meditation. Mm -hmm. Brett Moran's my meditation teacher and he's who's coached me through and become certified. Mm. And I found this positive affirmation, 22 minute meditation. And I just listened to it. And at the end of that meditation, he said, you can do this for 20 days, 30 days. And I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna do this for 30 days and see how I feel. And yeah. it just went on from that. So it, I wouldn't have said that my depression, anxiety, suicide thoughts got so bad that I had to create something. It was more so the fact that I was already worked through a lot of my own stuff through therapy through personal development that I had so mm. much self-awareness yeah I could see my depression I could see that I was still feeling it absolutely and I just thought I can't believe that I once told myself I was giving myself a timeline to live yeah so I totally get what you mean so because you had that different um perspective of hang on that was like lying to me that's not me of course it's not you so do you do you agree then that you saw it as an experience rather than you right that's a huge shift yes drastic huge shift yeah and my therapy that I had from 2021 to 2022 those 18 months I chose to go to therapy I mm. made that a priority in my life when I had therapy in 2014 I was clinically referred right like ah, okay referred. yeah I wanted to do it because I knew I needed it but I was on antidepressants at the time. I was probably the lowest of the lows. Mm -hmm. um, and put I didn't have the words to explain anything yeah. back then, right? Um, so, yeah, it's that thing of the different perspective. Yeah. Completely. And You took action, right? I, I took action. And taking that action back then for therapy from 2021, it was actually finding a therapist that within itself was a big thing going online mm -hmm. trying to filter out what therapist doesn't feel right what yeah. ther therapist feels right then having my initial consultations with about four therapists to decide which therapist I wanted to go with right I had to do these tiny little actions to get to the right therapist mm. and yeah. go through that I had to show up every freaking week I had to say right okay I'm gonna go to therapy tonight and and each week when I went to therapy I'd always go and get a gelato I'd always go to this certain gelato place in Bristol and that was my treat that was my thing and I wouldn't always necessarily finish my gelato before I go to therapy so I'd take it in the room with me 
<laughs> and my therapist would make me a cup Love of that. tea because it's something that I, I, I asked her. I said, I want a cup of tea yeah. because I want to feel like I'm, I'm home kind of thing. So, you know, it was just those little things. And I think that's the yeah. thing for so many people. They don't quite know what the next step is. And yeah. the first step is the hardest step to take always always and and by the way I think it's such an important point about you taking your time to figure out the right counselor or therapist because I'm going for that one session you think yeah all my problems are fixed I, I finally figured out how to heal it's like no you have to work alongside your therapist and it's yeah. gonna it's like going to the gym of course you to, to grow muscles you have to put them under strain to go to, to to get better at running you have to increase your capacity so it's the same thing with therapy, right? It's work. And I think there's a misconception. And also, say someone's a bit nervous about therapy and they go to their first session, they might just not click with their therapist. And that's absolutely fine. That therapist would be for somebody else and their personality or whatever. So I think that's a really important point that you made, actually, that made sure it was the right fit. And yeah. I've certainly been there. When actually, no, I didn't quite fit with that. One, I actually think most recent therapist has, has changed my life and saved my life really absolutely and when you find that person that can help you guide you and they yeah. always say of course it's a mirror back to you but you need that person that you connect and click with and it might not yeah. be straight away so mm-hmm. if anyone's listening out there really that has tried it and thought it's not for me it might just be not the right yes. therapist or counselor for you and that's totally okay right that's mm-hmm. totally okay absolutely you don't be scared by it yeah Completely. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing. It's if you go to one therapy session or counseling session and it's not the right fit, don't think that therapy isn't for you. It's just most yeah. likely the, the therapist isn't the right for you yeah. and you're not the right client for them. So thank you for sharing that. I really like the fact that you brought that up and, and reiterated. I feel quite passionate said. about that, really, because people yeah. do get put off. And it may not be that therapist's fault. It's just that it doesn't mean yeah. therapy is not for you. It means that therapist yeah. isn't the right one for you. Completely. And I just want to take you back to you said that you feel like this therapist like sort of mm. saved your life. Are you still in therapy and how long have you had therapy? So I joke that my therapist is on speed dials. She's so lovely. But essentially, I'm currently not having regular sessions. But if I ever do feel a need to, and things have to get like really bad or anything, I feel like, oh, that's something I need to work on explore. Of course, I arrange regular sessions again. But oh, my first experience, it is similar, but obviously not exactly the same, uh, the same way. But when I first had no idea what depression was, I, th- I actually thought I was dying. It was after, it was like a year after my dad had died. I was in university and I thought I was dying physically as well. I thought there's something wrong with me. I didn't know. This is ter- terrible, right? I actually walked into A&E convinced that like I was going going to have like, a heart attack or something was wrong with me I couldn't read my body properly I was so lethargic and all this sort of stuff and of course now with the knowledge I have about mental health but also about myself I'm like of course I was experiencing severe anxiety and depression and then I had CBT cognitive behavioral therapy that worked for a little bit and that was my first ever experience of therapy and that really worked and then other therapists as well who were by the way terrible for me I'm not saying they were terrible but yeah. they just weren't the right fit and I said some things that just, didn't help me made things worse and that's absolutely not on them it was a connection issue if that made sense mm. and then again a similar thing happened was not long after my mum died I actually thought it was quite a good idea to go back into therapy so I went to Lancaster University there was a lovely lovely therapist there that helped me a bit of CBT but she was really helpful and then I tried to dabble again and then bang I actually went to cruise bereavement when things got really bad I had a bit more information about depression then but I I knew that things were really bad I was on my own and I was like I need to talk about what's happened at this point my mum and dad had passed away I'd lost my home I was really really struggling and I thought I need to talk about my grief I felt misunderstood even though people were trying to help me I just felt totally 
misunderstood, went to cruise bereavement counselling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, just once the ability just to talk about what I was going through. It was amazing. And long story short, I ended up having this therapist privately, not just to talk about uh, grief. And of course, we left it a long enough period of time for professional reasons, of course, because I think we we registered for a charity. You have to wait a certain amount of time. But it just so happened, divine timing, that time had passed. Didn't even plan this. But I reached out to her, saw that she was doing a private practice. Because I connected with her, I think it almost has to be her because she knew my backstory. I didn't have to start from square one. And divine timing had it that it would be a long enough time that I could professionally see her because of no conflict of interest between the charity. But if you think that charity, all for free at the time, I had so many uh, sessions. They actually extended the period as well because of my circumstances of losing both parents. And it was just so lovely. And then I've been uh, having regular sessions with therapists on I think it's over like zoom for a time and then I've always been dipping in and out of regular sessions she's absolutely changed my life she's my first introduction I think possibly to spirituality as well and of course it's because we had this alignment and connection that she knew that I would be allowing to these concepts and ideas and obviously if the person if the patient isn't in that mindset that might not be the right direction to go but I think that she yeah. could tell that there was something yeah. that I was hooked on and then she introduced me to the secret and law of attraction manifestation yeah, and then amazing. that was 2020 I think and since then I look back now and think it all started from there really yeah. and she told me to feel my feelings essentially yeah. and reframe thoughts and yeah. I'm so grateful but I think it is about connecting with that one person yes. I think yeah and it would be interesting to go over your songs to see your lyrics. Oh, yeah. They match in that time of your life through therapy and being introduced to the secret and things like that. I wonder whether that transpires into your lyrics. I'm so, oh man, I'm so cute. I just I, want to be like, right, come on, send me all the albums now. I love how interested you are in my music, seriously, now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, you're making me think about these things. Because there was a period I didn't write, 2019, when I was really, really bad. I didn't write at all. And then actually, looking back, look at this, looking back now, you're making me think, yeah, that album was written after I discovered all of that. Well, first started to, and I, I wrote this album. I was like, yeah. So I love I interest you in my lyrics. Ah, uh, uh, I do. I just love it. Yeah. When you just, you might feel this with some artists as well, but if I'm drawn to somebody, I have to take action on that. I can't just sit on mm. it. Yeah. Regardless of what, what it is, and, and obviously in this instance, it's your music that I was drawn to and, and your persona online. Like you and I, we've, we've never met in person. We just started chatting online. Yeah, and, it feels like I've known for a long time. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just... It's alignment, right? It is, completely. And for me, in terms of the grief side, I, I resonate hugely. I lost my nana when I was 16, and she was my best oh, friend. Sorry. Mm. And... I probably grieved hard for 10 years. I probably couldn't really talk about my nan without crying for over 10 years, I reckon. And it's probably only been since my therapy from 2021 to 2022 that I'm now, and also the way that I see death is very different versus what I did before, right? Since Mm -hmm. having this realisation that, oh my God, I've got a time limit. I connect with you because I know the pain that I felt through my grief losing my nana yet when I was 11 I lost my granddad which was my nana's husband right Mm. and I was upset but 
I was not impacted the way that I was impacted by losing my nana. Like, I, yeah. I guess like, I saw my nana as a parent, to be honest. Yeah. She was my world. She's my everything. So and complex, you know, isn't it? It is so complex. And losing both your parents, I think one of the things when you shared that with me, I was like, that not many people go through that experience. It's interesting, like, isn't it? both parents in such a short period of time and at, and at such a young age. And that within itself... But yet you're still here, Yestin. Yeah, I'm, I hope you don't mind. I, by the way, I'm so sorry to um so sorry to hear about your loss. And also, it's like it's, it's so complex, isn't it? Like like one loss might not affect you. When I say one loss, the loss of a loved one rather might affect you in completely different ways. And it's all valid. Our feelings are all valid. Yeah. How we feel about it. And thank you for being so lovely. And uh, right in this moment, right now. And by the way, oh my gosh, I absolutely love my parents so 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 much. But I actually feel like now in my second chance. I've been given a gift and I feel like I'm meant to help people now. And yes, it wasn't overnight that I got here and I'm still involving, developing, right? Of course, we all are. But I've lost both of my parents, who were my best friends at the time, truly. I mean, I was really close to them, um, yeah. which is an absolute gift when I look back at it now. And of course, it made the pain really, really horrible, but oh, an nice. absolute gift. I lost my home as well and being honest years afterwards as well a lot of my money trying to pursue a career that I didn't really truly want and all this sort of stuff right and over recent years I've started shedding a lot of physical possessions as well thanks to the minimalists our friends and the minimalists yeah and I could lose my home my parents money and you know what I think like life is fucking beautiful and I really feel it and I'm okay I'm still here and I actually have so much more love now in the last few years I, I truly felt like I wanted to die, right, those few years ago. And if I can feel like this now, I know it's amazing. And I feel like I've been given this gift. And that's not and by me diminishing how much I love my parents or anything like that. And of course, everyone said, this is quite a common phrase. What do you think your loved one would want you to do and all this? And there's a time and a place where that's not helpful. But I truly feel now, of course, they want me to live my life. And it's actually allowing myself to live without my parents. It's been an absolute act of kindness towards myself. It's one of the biggest yeah. ones, basically. Oh. And so I look back now and think, yeah, I had them. So many people didn't have very close relationships or don't have close relationships with their parents and, and so many different other complicating factors. It's like I had them for that amount of time. And sometimes it just absolutely shocked me. Sometimes I used to wake up quite a lot, actually, in the, in the morning, and go, like, oh, my mum, my mum's dead. I'll never see her again, ever. And that scared me. But now I feel like I had them for that amount of time to enable me to be who I am or start me off on this journey of truly discovering and, and evolving to be who, who I was always meant to be now what a gift I had them they were beautiful and I had that mm -hmm. and there's no point going oh that I haven't got them now because that's just focusing on lack and yeah. I just think ah oh, they give me so many beautiful gifts and of course it wasn't overnight how I got here now where was I where was I going at this point oh yeah I was saying yeah, yeah I'm still here I'm still here yeah, basically. You are. and honestly I, the way I look at my friends and my loved ones in life I have been amazing as you can imagine oh sometimes I'm a bit like am I okay like I have so much love for them I'm like am I all right like I feel so much energy <laughs> sometimes I think they think I'm a bit much but I truly feel it because they've been so wonderful and I felt so much joy that, that I'm with them and I have these special connections with them and I think Beautiful. maybe people will resonate if they've lost people it's like when you felt that pain and you felt lost you feel so much maybe I I certainly know I've gotten to this stage now you can feel so much love absolutely and I'm not telling people how to feel within grief because for a long time oh my gosh I felt so differently to the way I do now but it's possible life is about people that's why I keep on banging on about that phrase life is about people so yeah my mum and dad were awesome 
and I love them. But I also have amazing people in my life now and expressing gratitude towards those people now and how the way I feel about them. I don't physically have my parents here now, but I have these wonderful, wonderful different connections in my life, which I'm so grateful for. And I'm not telling people to just focus on people that you do have in your life. Don't worry about the the, the, the loved ones that you've lost. Of course not. You'll yeah, get, that's not helpful. You'll get there. No, that's not helpful. But this is just my experience of yeah. feeling love and gratitude just makes me feel just makes me feel better. Yeah. That was a very long rambling that no, you know to say that I'm still here I'm grateful. Not at all. But it but you are and you're showing up. You are still here. You're shining the light forward. And that's the message within itself. Oh, it's like we freaking we are the lighthouse of our own life, right? Do you know Rich Roll talks about being a lighthouse, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We are the lighthouse, yes. and that, I, that's something I'm, I'm trying to learn: is like not telling people what to do, but just mm. shining your light. And if people want to be, and, and, so, and then eventually people might be attracted to that and think, okay, there's a direction that is yeah. possibly a helpful direction. Completely. And you're right in saying we can't ever tell somebody how to heal. We can't ever tell somebody no. how to stop being depressed. Like every single one, each and every single one of us needs to navigate life in our own way. And what might work for me won't work for you, vice versa. But yet the biggest thing is we can at least just acknowledge people being in the space that they're in and holding that space. Acknowledgement. Yeah, and not telling them that it should be any different. It's like, this is your experience right now and no one can take that experience away from you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Acknowledgement. Actually, looking back, like a lot of the pain when I was really severely ill with depression and um, a lot of anxiety, most of that pain was not feeling acknowledged and not being validated. And actually, sometimes like, my lovely uncle, I don't think he knew he was being so helpful at the time, but he was because he's so blunt sometimes. But it really helped me. He'd be like, you know what? Yes, I really miss your parents. And they were like, wonderful friends or something along that line. And I was like, oh man like you're actually talking about them and I think and by the way I'm not blaming people because I think people don't really know how to talk about grief actually it's like taboo yeah. right so I imagine people didn't want to talk to me about them because they'd worry about upsetting me but my uncles are like so blunt I actually needed that I'm like oh yeah like n- none of what he said really was like that much of a positive like, he's like I, re- I miss them I miss my friends so yeah. for me to hear him say well one you respected them you, you were friends with them and you missed them oh man I was like maybe I'm not going crazy, you know? Yeah. And I felt so validated in it, in it, in itself. Yes. Like that, that made me feel better. That was positive. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely, completely. And I like how you said grief is a bit of a taboo topic because mm. you take yeah. us back to school. Was we taught at school how to deal with grief? What grief could feel like? I don't remember like, the grief lessons, no. No, right? <laughs> And it is a difficult topic when somebody does pass away, when you have somebody that you love or that you know that has lost a loved one, what do you say? It's a bit like when I shared with you about my nanny, the first who came to you was, I'm sorry to hear that. That's a starting point, right? Of course, yeah. That's a starting point. And and I like how you said that your uncle would actually be like, oh, you know what, I I miss them. Because then you can probably say to yourself, self, oh, I'm not the only one that's missing them. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise you think that you're forgotten. I, mean, I think there's an expectation that people need need to be happier and get on with your life and stuff. It's actually, you know, in this moment, I think Matt Hayes is like, sometimes you just feel the rain, right? And that 
feeling the rain just like validates you like I'm wet guys you're like standing there in the rain screaming going I'm wet you're telling me that I'm dry and I should be happy and it's like the sunshine it's like stop like if you just said I'm gonna go with this please please bear with me if, you, if people were like oh I understand that you're wet but here you go here's like a raincoat and a blanket let's warm up come inside but I get that you're really that you're really cold and wet at the moment rather than saying no you're absolutely wrong don't yes. worry about it just ignore it yeah no great metaphor absolutely it's the people coming along and enabling you to have that space and to like you say here you go here's a rain jacket here's a blanket like, come inside yeah and we see that you're wet from the rain but we can make you dry and that's going to be your process of of your journey yeah. of your grief i guess it's never ever denying how somebody mm -hmm. feels because yeah. You can never tell how I really feel and I can never tell how you really feel. The act of denying how somebody feels is probably mm. one of the worst things somebody could do. Yeah, I and agree. And taking that, emo that emotion, that feeling, that thought away from somebody. And this is where our thoughts are so powerful, right? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I feel so inspired by that because actually you know, it made me think of you saying that obviously working in the hair industry, you have to pretend sometimes if you're not feeling well, you have to be upbeat and bubbly and all that sort of stuff. But inside, not feeling very well. And in turn, you, you don't feel validated, you don't feel seen. And so not just to do with grief, but experiencing depression or whatever. Yeah. If your feelings aren't being validated, you feel so lost and alone, right? Yeah. And my wonderful therapist, she's I remember this. This is a key takeaway, really, is that feel to heal i first heard that phrase from her and i was like what i'm like you're telling me to actually lean into these horrible feelings and all this sort of stuff and that's when it clicked me i don't have to try and mask it because i was trying to mask it through food you could do that from lots of different addictive substances or whatever and that's never going to that's never going to be the answer or you could try and mask it with socializing too much socializing too little trying to control these feelings and that's how i get this like internal frustration whereas if i just go okay and this is, I don't need to tell you this, but in terms of how meditation comes in, you think, okay, I'm feeling this now, I'm experiencing this now. And then now I go, okay, this particular human experience isn't being met. Why am I feeling like this? Rather than trying to fix the feeling all the time. So I totally get why you have to feel your feelings and feel to heal. That's like a yes. huge cornerstone, actually, of feeling better, I think. I need to Which get is a this. misconception, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've got to show you something. Go for it. I wrote this when I was living in Bristol so during COVID days and during my therapy days I feel the feels yeah I love that's amazing absolutely so you wrote that down I wrote this down when I was in therapy between 2021 and 2022 and th so this is I've there even go. still got like the little I don't know if you can see on the camera but I've got like a little hole just like yeah I can see just it just here um, and I had it pinned up on my on my pin board in my bedroom back in Bristol and something told me to bring this with me to Australia. And now it's up on my fridge. And here we are talking about feeling the feelings or yeah. feeling the fields. Absolutely. Feel the fields. Yes. I love that, Bliss. And I'm so happy that you discovered this path to healing, truly. I mean, it sounds like you went through horrible experiences. And I use that word experiences because mm. it's not you, man. It's not me. Yeah, you know, and I think that ditto. when you're in those situations, it's horrible, right? It feels like it is you. Mm. But um Feeling the feels, feeling the feels. I absolutely, you know, it's such a misconception that we have to try and fix how we feel, right? And people might think of like meditation, like spirituals, like, yeah, 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 like I don't have to feel anything. So, no, that's you, you sit with it, right? You sit with those yeah. feelings and work and work, yeah. work it out. Completely. And some people are like, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. I, my brain doesn't switch off. Well, it's never going to switch off. It's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? It's work. Yeah, yeah it's work. It is work. Absolutely lovely. Yeah.
it is one of them things. It's a continuous thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a continuous thing. We're never, ever going to peak and then just stop. We're forever yeah. evolving. We're forever yeah. growing. And whatever that looks like for everybody is so different. No? And it's just along mm. the way you connect with people and you're in alignment. And it might be that you're in alignment for the rest of your life. Or it might be that you're in alignment for a period of time. And then you drift and yeah. you drag back. And then you drift and you never come back to one another or whatever there are no rules right and it's like no. oh, i haven't done this by a certain age ah what is age you know what i mean it's like you know when you truly start living that's the thing and i think once you tap yeah. into that you think okay here we go yeah. here we go yeah absolutely oh yes Tim. this is a great 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 conversation we just we just started off saying hello didn't we and then like two hours was it like two hours later we're like oh, okay we got here well this is definitely it. a long form isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's just yeah life is about people and thank you for being so lovely yeah oh you're welcome love thank you so much for showing up and being truthful and sharing your own experiences because it's not always easy to put into words what you've experienced in your journey and things right but it's not until yeah. you maybe have that conversation and you've got that bounce and the give and take and the commentary if that's the right saying that it's not necessarily about like you and me being seen and heard in this, but it's this connection that we've enabled between the two of us by saying yes, yes, like absolutely. Have a conversation. Yeah, and, and so instead of this. yeah, absolutely. Instead of you going right, can you just speak for two hours now and try and map out the journey? How how awful boring that would would that be? I've learned stuff about myself. Obviously, I've learned stuff about you you and your life, and it's it's made me ponder and reflect on my own journey and brought things out that I may not have actually talked about if someone just said right just talk me through your journey like, but it's because I'm bouncing off your experiences yeah. and your perspective and your opinion that's, that's the way it works right Absolutely. and that's why it's beautiful yeah definitely I think about the way that I see this podcast is it's conversations I I don't like using the word into it feels too formal too corporate it's like I don't want to sit here and, and direct through specific questions sure there's been a few times where I have set myself question that I actually want to pick someone's brain with right yeah but it, it's a conversation because it's connection that's all what we all want we want to feel whole we want to yeah. feel connected we want to feel loved and that is the one thing that mm. every single human being wants and needs and yes there are some people yeah. out there that are nasty but deep underneath all of this they probably still want love. They still want to feel whole. I agree. And they still want to feel connection, but they just don't know how. And that's why Absolutely. they continue all these other things. And that's a whole other conversation to go off on. Yeah, which we I don't. agree with you. But it's a conversation. It's a connection. It's the community. It's, it's the collaboration. It's just... Yeah. Human yeah. needs, right? They need to be met. Absolutely. We're all in this together. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great way to end that. I love My it. My heart. My heart feels so full. Honestly, thanks, Oh, Liz. ditto. You're very welcome, my love. Thanks to you, so Good. thank you. You're very welcome, my love. I'll see you soon, okay? Thanks, Fliss. Take care. Bye, I, 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 never, I never like saying goodbye yeah. on the calls. So I know, I know. It. It's always like, thank uh, you very much. Uh, it's like hard, bye, isn't bye. it? <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, just know I appreciate you. See you soon. It's all right. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Another episode, another conversation, and another inspirational guest. Thank you, Yestin, for your time, energy, and trust. What a magnificent world we live in. To connect with people all over the world, have deep, meaningful conversations, to gift others with a space to share their story and journey, 
which in return will help and educate others. I feel utterly blessed and privileged that people trust me to hold space for them, to allow them to speak their story and share their gifts and learnings along the way, whilst we are all experiencing this thing that we know as life. Next week's episode is yet to be created, and I sense a solo cast would be welcomed. I have a couple of topics in store for you which I feel passionate about within the world of hair. I am a lover of honest, raw and true conversations, but I'm also a lover of solitude. And in those moments of solitude, that's when I truly reflect. I find my inner peace and inspiration to write what I hold within myself, to share with you, my listener. I also wish to take this moment to thank you. Thank you for supporting a wholeness podcast. Please do leave a review and star rating to help grow this platform of what gives myself and others a voice. As always, stay tuned and stay real. Join me every Wednesday for a wholeness podcast. I'll catch you real soon. Peace, love and light.